This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. What is going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone. Coming at you with episode 89 of BD4 tonight, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. So if you haven't, first of all, if you haven't watched last night's episode, tune into that. It was pretty fun. Um, First time doing the podcast live last night, where we streamed MLB The Show. Um, We're starting a little mini-series called hibernation frustration where you know i'm just going to stream a couple of games on on the playstation 4 nba uh, 2k mlb the show and just talk about the state of of sports really and you know all that's going on but um really quick tonight i guess i just wanted to give you a little bit of a nicks update you know just chat nicks a little bit for episode 89 of bd4 um well first and foremost i want to thank everybody for tuning in um I appreciate the support I'm getting, you know, on, on all the different platforms. Um, thank you guys for following along, you know, for, for those of you who follow my page on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, I appreciate that. For those of you who have subscribed to BD4 on all the different platforms, thank you for that. Um, you know, we're up to, we're up to a, you know, over a dozen platforms, um, you know, all the major platforms, BD4, you can subscribe to that on on iTunes, on Google, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, uh, Radio Public. The video cast is on YouTube. If you're watching it right now, then thank you for that. And there's many more platforms that you that you can subscribe um, to. And you can find all that information, you know, all my social media platforms and all the the uh, podcast platforms on my website, um, which is located. At nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. You can go to that website. That's my blog called It's My Opinion, where it has a tab called Outlets. Just click on that tab, and it'll give you, you know, all the different outlets and platforms that you need to reach me and to subscribe and follow me. So make sure to do that before, you know, before you guys do anything else tonight. Um, but, yeah, I mean... So with this whole thing going on, you know, with the, with the, you know what, I'm not even going to say the word because again, I'm sick of hearing this. I'm sick of hearing about this word and I, you know, I've heard it for months now, um, well, not months, but for, for weeks, you know, it's the, 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 you know, what has been going around and, um, it's halted sports. So we're taking a break from basketball. Baseball's not yet going to start up the NHL's locking down the all sports are locking down and you know there's nothing left on tv besides i don't know maybe me i saw something on the internet the other day um marble racing (laughs) maybe i'll get into that but um 
hey, all the more reason to tune into my new series, Hibernation Frustration, um, which we will stream PlayStation 4 games a couple times a week and talk Yanks, talk Knicks, talk sports, whatever it is that we're going to touch on. But yeah, as for the Knicks, their season is likely over, right? I mean, you have to think that, you know, with with what the NBA released a few days ago, um, <clears throat> with what they released a few days ago about the season, you know, earliest start is late June is what I heard. You know, the earliest time to start up again will be somewhere mid to late June. So you look at that, and then it, that's the... That's a timeline where we don't have much time to, to do much. You know, we, we they're probably going to head straight into the playoffs, you know, best case scenario here. So that leaves the Knicks with another terrible, terrible season, um, another 20-something win season at best, where they were 21-45 and 45 this year. That's like a 31% winning clip. Don't quote me on that. I'm just calculating off the top of my head. But nonetheless, it, it, it wasn't a good year. And again, wasn't just about the wins. Wasn't just about the losses and all that stuff. It was about developing your you know, your your um your young roster and getting your kids to improve. And you know, just it was all about supposed to be all about player development this season. Like it always is when you're a young team who's not going to win many games. But unfortunately, the Knicks, they don't see it that way. They gave their, you know, the front office at the start of the year gave the the mandate, you know, to reach the playoffs. And it seems like they were too stubborn enough to shy away from that. And that was their goal the entire year. It had Mike Miller coaching for his job. It, it got David Fisdale fired. It, Steve Mills was fired. It was a very eventful year for the Knicks. Um, not in a good way, right? We also had the whole um, James Dolan, you know, a couple more incidents with James Dolan. Um, obviously, the Spike Lee thing most recently. We had the Steve Stout thing on ESPN first take. So it was not it was not pretty, guys. Not a good year for the Knicks on the court and off the court. You know, it seems like today they're, they're just never in headlines for the right reasons. If there are two bright spots, it's that they do have some two. They have two players right now where you can look at on this roster and say at least they are somewhat promising, and at least these two guys are developing upward. They could be, you know, the Knicks should still be doing a better job um, developing these two guys in particular that I'm talking about, but. They've still, these two players have still progressed more than the other guys on this roster. And I think we all know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the two franchise cornerstones on this basketball team in R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. Now, R.J. Barrett had himself a good rookie season. You really, I, I, at sometimes I, I kind of, um, kind of feel like he's underrated in a sense. You know, this is a guy who averaged just under 15 points, um, his hot shoe, his hot, you know, his little hot binge lately got his efficiency numbers up a little more. Um, so he's over 40% from the floor now and, and, you know, 32% from three and the free throws in the 60s. So the efficiency is not great. It wasn't great, but that's never something I really pay too much attention to for a 19 year old rookie. Okay. Let's remember this kid's 19 because like I said, he did all the things you wanted to see a rookie do. He had first first and foremost he had RJ Barrett has this 
poise to him, I guess you could say. He just looks so confident out there, and he looks like he's unfazed. Like nothing bothers him. So he was so cool, calm, and collected out there this season, you know, despite the up and downs and the inconsistencies. Um, I thought he did a very good job handling himself. But like I said, his numbers weren't bad. You're a 19-year-old kid, and you're dropping almost 15 points and, and 5 rebounds to go with some really above-average defense as well, which has been another underrated aspect of his game. Um, I, so I think he did a very good job. He, he made a name for himself, at least. Um, you know, if the Knicks were a better team than 21-45, and 45, I believe that R.J. Barrett would have been, you know, talked about more. Not that he was a serious contender for Rookie of the Year, I think John Morant has locked that up. Um, if not, it's Zion, but which it shouldn't be. But um, you know, RJ Barrett has at least you know if the Knicks were at least a decent team, if if he was on another team doing this, I think he would you know at least be be talked about more. So I think it was a strong year for him, a good way to introduce himself to the NBA. Um, very much like he was at Duke when, you know, where his strengths were were. Um, creating with the ball in his hands, um, attacking the rim, um, creating space, you know, to get his jump shots as opposed to, you know, he, he's not really, he's not a shooter. So I think the one thing the Knicks definitely need to stress next season with RJ Barrett is giving him more space to work and stop using him um, as much as they did as a spot up shooter, you know, as a floor spacer and use him more as a shot creating slasher type of player where he creates with the ball in his hands. Not that he's necessarily ball dominant. He's very good off the ball. He's very good at, you know, at those backdoor cuts and coming, um, you know, cutting around screens and stuff, but you get the best out of him when he's creating with the ball in his hands. And I think the Knicks need to realize that more. They didn't always uh, optimize his talents. But overall, I, I like the season I got from R.J. Barrett. Again, we're going to have a uh, a report card soon on, on his season. And, you know, we'll dive right into every, everybody else and we'll have a report card on the entire roster. You know, just like we do every month with a progress report. We will have a final report as soon as, you know, we get the official news that the uh, whatever format they're going to head, you know, uh, stick with the NBA. But... I liked what I saw from RJ. Mitchell Robinson, I also liked what I saw. I thought he progressed nicely. Again, this is a guy who, in uh, in his second season, he averaged 10 points, almost 10 points, and um, 7 rebounds. And he did all this, averaged 10, 7, and 2 blocks in just 23 minutes a night. So, you know, you take an account, this guy continues to, to improve. So he's a walking double-double. You know, if they eventually let this guy get minutes and they let eventually start this kid, he's somebody who can win. A, uh, I definitely see him um, contending for Defensive Player of the Year consistently over the years. Um, and I think he's going to be a guy who can definitely put up numbers like 15 and 10 to go with two, three, four blocks a night. I really think he's got that Hassan Whiteside, DeAndre Jordan, Clint Capella, Rudy Gobert type game, you know, that defensive minded shot blocking presence who brings offense through pick and roll and throwing down the lob and, and, you know, things like that, running as a screener. So I think he's going to improve. Um, I think he'll continue, he'll continue to improve, you know, offensively, but it's, it's, 
he is a little restricted right now. Obviously, he doesn't have much of a package other than you know rolling off the the screen and roll and um and throwing down the lobs. Um, he he has a nice form to his shot though. You know we we've seen the uh, the free throw. He's had some nice moments at the free throw line. It looks like he's got the form to where he can at least be an adequate shooter for a big man. Um, but I, I part of me thinks the Knicks are restricting him. I know he says Mitchell Robinson actually said at the start of the season that he would like to he was gonna shoot some threes this year. He didn't attempt any. Um, and I think I kind of think the Knicks are restricting him there, and they're kind of telling. The front office is, is, you know, kind of influencing the decisions here and not allowing him to shoot as much. Maybe that's just, maybe that's a reach, but I think that's that's just my opinion. Um, but I thought Mitchell Robinson had a strong season elsewhere, you know, otherwise. He, he, he again, 10-7-2 is nothing to, you know, to laugh at when you're playing 23 minutes a night. This is a guy who's in, every time he gets 30 plus minutes too, he's a double-double. We, we see him put these double-double numbers up in, you know, in these games where he does uh, play extended time. And a lot of it is the foul issues, so you, you can understand that. You know, he had, he still has some trouble, you know, maintaining um, his discipline defensively. But as the season progressed, you know, towards the end of the of this season for, for the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson did improve in, in, in fouling. And the Knicks, though, still kind of limited his minutes they still didn't start him first and foremost and but they also they just still limited him to 15 20 25 tops minutes out there even in games where he doesn't foul it's uh, it's you know it's there comes a point where you just want to see them let this kid fly or just throw him out there see what he can do when he's given 35 minutes you know test his durability test his discipline as i've said and just let him go out there and play ball man let him hoop and, you know, really, just I just wish they did that more this season with all of their kids. Let them fucking hoop. Because we didn't see Alonzo Trier nearly as much as we should have. We didn't see Damian Dotson nearly as much as we should have. Frankie Lakina was backing up Alfred Payton. Frankie Lakina at times was backing up Dennis Smith Jr. It, it just, using, a, using him as a third option, it just doesn't make sense. The decision-making here, again, whether that be the front office, whether that be Mike Miller coaching for wins and for his job and for his future, I don't know. But it's got to stop, and you hope that Leon Rose next season influences more there and starts to take over and doesn't become shy you know once he once he becomes more comfortable in this organization maybe we start to see those moves more and maybe the Knicks start to force you know force their uh Liam Rose starts to force force things a little bit and start to make his to make his presence known and, and the kids start playing more and they develop their foundation I don't know maybe that happens but it wasn't good in terms of of player development this year, man. And we just got too many, you know, whether that be not putting players in position to succeed, playing them with the wrong lineups, you know, Bobby Portis shouldn't be playing with, with Kevin Knox at the same time. Um, RJ Barrett shouldn't be sharing the floor with Julius Randle as much as he did. RJ Barrett and Taj Gibson shouldn't be, shouldn't have been a tandem that paired longer on the floor together than RJ and Mitch. That should not have happened. Frankie Lakina and Mitchell Robinson should have been paired together more. You know, Alfred Payton and Julius Randle, not a good matchup to have because they ice everybody else out when they're on the floor together. You know, how many times are we going to see Alfred and Randle play patty kick and pick and roll or pick and pop? And um, RJ's out here standing outside the three-point line waiting for a spot-up shot. 
because again, that's not who RJ Barrett is. Um, so it's just things like that, putting players in position to succeed, playing players the amount of minutes they should be playing, and 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 um, just you know getting everybody out there. You know, not just one, two, three guys that are under 25 playing, but but your entire youth out there. You know, stop playing Mo Harkless like he's the future. Stop treating Taj Gibson like he's your starting franchise center. Um, stop doing the same things with Alfred Payton, with Bobby Portis, who's you know on a, on a on a two-year deal, unguaranteed. Same with Payton, Gibson, um, Ellington. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's something I think the Knicks really haven't taking a step upwards with so that's got to change hey guys rob carbone here Really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting site. And I say that again, it's a free podcast hosting site that will distribute your podcast for you to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Overcast, and all those websites. But here's the best part. Not only is it free, not only do they share it for you, but they will pay you for recording a podcast. They will pay you. And you can do it from your computer, from your phone. All you have to do is go to the Anchor app and download that or go to their website, which is anchor.fm to begin. It's everything you need. It is so convenient for podcasters like myself. So please, guys, go download the Anchor app or go to their website, anchor.fm to begin. See you there. starting to get rumors about you know Chris Paul about DeMar DeRozan and, and maybe a couple other guys joining the Knicks in free agency um not that any of them are standout players at their at this point in their careers Chris Paul is still a very serviceable point guard at the very least and DeMar DeRozan is a solid player but I I you know I'm not sure I want any of them DeMar DeRozan maybe could be a a good player to have because I, I think R.J. Barrett has a similar mold. Um, I think, you know, I've always said uh, R.J. Barrett has the floor of one DeMar DeRozan. <clears throat> so maybe that'd be a good player to have to, to help R.J. grow his game and expand a little bit. And maybe same goes for Chris Paul and, you know, with Frank Nielakina in the point guard role and um, maybe Dennis Smith Jr. too while he's here. But at the same time, I just feel like the Knicks don't need to take any shortcuts right now. And I feel like Adding an all-star before setting your foundation is kind of the wrong move. You're just going to disgruntle them even further, especially with somebody like Chris Paul, who, you know, if you guys remember, um, at the start of the season, before the season began, um, he didn't want to play for the Thunder because he thought they were going to be an underachieved, he thought they were going to be a team who were rebuilding and weren't going to win many games. But obviously they've, they've overachieved, so that narrative has changed. 
but you know you can't say the same with the Knicks. You know the Knicks are going to be bad next season, and Chris Paul at 35 years old, he's not going to want to play for the Knicks. Who's to say he's going to be motivated enough to to be this good leader with the Knicks? And you know I'm sure he'll be good. He'll put up the numbers and he'll be good. And he'll, he'll he'll be a nice a nice player to have, but he's not gonna he's not gonna want to be here with with nobody around him, and it's not gonna make much of a difference one player like that. So I feel like the same thing goes for DeMar DeRozan. I feel like the Knicks should focus on focus on drafting your players and, and developing the players that you draft, and focus on setting your foundation before you you know you chase free agency first, because we learn if we learned anything from last summer. That's that's exactly you know why Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are are sitting in in uh in Brooklyn right now, or New Jersey. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I just think the Knicks need to learn from that from that mistake and 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 get get you know get some competent basketball. Get you know put a good product, a decent product, even out on the court first. Before you try to chase stars and shit, because I don't think it's gonna work like that. You know, Carl Anthony Towns was disgruntled um, because his team isn't winning. You know, I, I just feel like stars today are very um, what's the what's the word? Egotistical, maybe, but they're, they're very you know they they want to win um, and they don't care what their reputation looks like. They just want to win um, any way they can, you know. So I think you need to, to, in order to satisfy them and in order to keep them happy and to make it work, you need to, you need to establish some kind of competence first in your organization. So maybe we, you know, we, we take a step back and, and don't chase anybody like that yet. Let Leon Rose do his thing this off season. And, you know, hopefully we can get somebody in the draft who helps us maybe a point guard. I'm not necessarily sure where we are in the in the tankings, right? In the tanking in the tank rankings, the tank standings, um but you know, it's not good. Uh, they're going to be a lottery team once again. They're not going to be the number 1 pick because, you know, when are we ever? But they are going to be a lottery team. You hope that the Knicks can strike a decent point guard from this draft and just somebody, you know, to start our our rebuild process because it feels like we still haven't started this shit yet. And I'm not necessarily sure because I'm not a big NCAA guy. I'm not really sure then who's out there in this draft. I know people are talking about LaMelo Ball. Um, I know Cole Anthony has been in rumors. There's been a couple other guys who have forgot the names, but I don't know much about any of these players. So it's kind of hard for me to, to, you know, examine this, NBA draft coming up in the summer. But, you know, I obviously the Knicks do need a point guard. Alfred Payton is not going to be here for long, and he's not anybody you want to build around anyways. Um, and Frank Nielakina, I think Frank, listen, you know, I know I, I, I'm not one of those fans to call him trash, but at the same time, I don't think Frank is a starting NBA point guard. I think he's a very serviceable serviceable player to come off the bench and give you a little bit of defense. Um, maybe eventually down the line, he can be a guy who scores you eight, nine points and, and you know, sometimes scores in double figures. Um, but I don't know. I, it's it's too questionable, too up in air right now for me to put my faith in Frankie Lakina as this franchise point guard. I still feel like the Knicks should draft a point guard in this upcoming, upcoming draft. And, um, work from there because that's where it starts right you need a good point guard you're not going to go anywhere without a point guard that's very rare in today's game 
Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens in terms of of where they go in the draft. That's a, that's a few months down the line. Um, obviously, that might change now, even with the whole thing going on. So that might not even be when it's supposed to be happening. So, the whole timeline is screwed up just because of this idiot in in, in China who wants to eat a bat. What didn't say that? Um, but no, guys, thank you so much for for stopping by. Um, I think that's all I have to say tonight. Once again, man, this has been Rob Carbone, um, your host, Rob Carbone of BD4, uh, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Uh, listen, guys, I appreciate all the support I'm getting. And, you know, if you haven't subscribed to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis, then be sure to subscribe to it. You know, you can find it on iTunes, Google. I can't say Google properly. Google, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Radio Public, Anchor. The uh, the video cast is up on YouTube, Pocket Casts, you know all the different platforms. And you can follow me, my page, Rob Carbone on Twitter and on Facebook, which is the handle there is at NY Sports Talk RC. And you can also find my page on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. And to find all these social media platforms and the podcast platforms, just go to my website, my blog called It's My Opinion, which is located at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Find a page called, uh, there's a tab on there called Outlets. Click on that. It'll take you to a page with all those platforms. Once again, that is nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Find the tab called Outlets, and it'll take you to the page where you can find me on every different platform I have. Guys, thank you so much for following along. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Whatever you're doing, I appreciate your your time, and you have a great night. This has been Rob Carbone, your host of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Doing episode 89, where we just talked about the Knicks tonight, a little Knicks chat. And that's going to be it. We'll see you when I see you. All right. Thanks, guys, for stopping by, and ciao. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, be sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe, share, and all that fun stuff. If you want to follow BD4 on all the different platforms we have, all you have to do is go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com Once again, that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Ciao.